This podcast may contain adult language and situations, graphic, gory details, and other not-so-nice things. Listener discretion is advised. I'm Ashley. And I'm Lacey, and this is United States of Murder. This week, we're in Colorado discussing a writer that disappears while writing a novel about another man's disappearance. Then, we'll talk about a dentist that poisons his wife. So buckle up and join us on this dark and twisted ride through the Centennial State. Tom Young was a veteran of the Army of Special Forces and former Arvada high school teacher who moved to Silver Plume, Colorado in 1969. In 1987, 47-year-old Tom lived alone with his black lab named Gus on the south side of Pendleton Mountain and owned a bookstore on Main Street. It's like a nice, quiet, quaint life. Sounds like he wears that sweater you have on. (laughs) So Silver Plume is a former silver mining camp in the heart of the Rocky Mountains. It's located an hour west of Denver and just south of Georgetown along I-70. And Pendleton Mountain has an elevation of 12,257 feet. I'm not really on the up and up on how tall most of the Rocky Mountains are, but that seems really high. I've been lying to you so many times about measurements that (laughs) I don't believe anything. Those numbers mean nothing to me. (laughs) But on September 7th, 1987, Tom closed up his bookstore and left for the day. He allegedly told some friends he planned on going to Europe, but his mother, who lived in California, said he hadn't mentioned any travel plans. He had his loyal dog Gus along for the trip, and he was never seen alive again. He even had a normal dog border that he would use when he went on trips, but he hadn't booked anything. So if he was going to Europe, he wasn't going to take his dog with him. You can't exactly do that. No. So, kind of odd. Nine months later, a 49-year-old man named Keith Reinhard opened an antique shop in Tom's former bookstore. So, Tom went missing. It's been nine months. No sign. No trace Mm -hmm. of him. Keith was a Daily Herald sports writer from Chicago, but he decided to take a three-month sabbatical from his job. Oh, I want to do that. I've never heard of people doing that other than in teaching professions for some reason. I didn't know like that was It's all the rage. It sounds, sounds nice. So on his sabbatical, he decided to rent out the old bookstore space in order to try running an antique shop that was geared toward tourists. If he was successful, he and his wife would relocate there permanently. So she was still in Chicago. She agreed, like, okay, if that's what you want to do, go take your sabbatical. You do you, boo. I'd be like, you're cheating. (laughs) She she was okay with it. She's cheating. (laughs) (laughs) He also had the goals to get in shape by mountain climbing. He was a thin guy, but... He wanted to get He wanted to get, like, fit, you know, so to speak. Overcome his fear of heights. He had a major fear of heights, which is interesting to go live near a mountain and he wanted to write a novel that was something he always wanted to do he's like this is my time to write a book i'm gonna climb write bike yeah just sounds like a good plan soon after moving there 
he learned about Tom's mysterious disappearance. Maybe it was because he needed a book idea, or maybe it was because he just so happened to rent the same space. Keith became obsessed with the mystery surrounding Tom's disappearance. And there was no connection to the two guys other than they rented the same place. Yeah. He also decided he would write a book about it. So that's his book. To learn more about Tom, he began chatting to everyone in town about him. The novel centered on a character named Guy Gypsum, which was based on Tom. So it was fiction, Uh but it was kind of based on Tom. But Guy also had characteristics of Keith himself. So it kind of blended the two guys together to create a character. Kind of makes sense. On July 31st, 1988, so this was 10 months after Tom went missing, two hunters found the remains of Tom and his dog Gus in the mountains near Silver Plume. Oh no. And I hate to have to say this, but they each died from a bullet wound to the head. <gasps> the dog too? Yes. A single shot. So Dave, an investigator of the Clear Creek County Sheriff's Department, said that hunters were exploring the area for the upcoming bow season, bow hunting season, and they found the remains. Also found at the scene was a revolver, and after an investigation, they discovered that Tom had purchased a gun approximately four days before he was last known to be in Silver Plume. They ruled the case as a suicide and closed it. And that sounds likely, as sad as it is. Hmm. My thing is, why why the dog? Like, it was his best bud. He All the pictures I found online were of him and the dog. I mean, maybe when he was, maybe he there was an altercation and the dog got aggressive. I mean, I don't know. Trying to protect his owner. There was no sign of it. Right. Yeah, That's, so it was just. I don't know. I'm like, did he find out the dog had cancer? And he's like. Sparing it, but the, that wasn't in any of the notes. Did his dog get hurt and he was putting him out of his misery? Right. But then it's like, well, he planned this. If he bought a gun four days prior, it was planned. I don't know. It's just weird to me. I can't think of someone who loves their dog and it's like his best bud. Right. I don't know. Just weird to me. The week after Tom's body was found, Keith told everyone in town he was going to climb to the top of Pendleton Mountain. He was heard in a local cafe talking about it, and he said if he didn't come back, to call on the rescue. And for some reason, Keith didn't think Tom's death was a suicide. So Keith left for the hike around 5 p.m. on August 7, 1988. So 5 p.m. is a really weird time to go on a strenuous hike. Six hours. Take six hours. No one knows why he didn't just wait until the morning. This would have been early August. So that night he didn't return, and he didn't return the next day either. For seven days, over 200 volunteers and trained dogs combed the mountains searching for him. This was one of the largest search and rescue missions launched in Colorado's history, but there was never any trace of him. Investigators ended up finding Keith's unfinished novel in his apartment, and the last portion he wrote about was the main character's disappearance, which made investigators believe he staged his own disappearance. Mm -hmm. 
But Keith had two older children. You know, Andy was married, had a wife. According to Keith's daughter, Tiffany, sometimes it was hard for Keith to tell the difference between fact and fiction. She said writers like to live the story they're writing about, get a feel of it so it's easier for them to write about. Maybe my father, it's always possible, wanted to feel what it's like to disappear so that he could write about it. But after all this time, it's like, right? you would think he'd be back by now to finish the novel, but he never did. Keith's close friend, Ted Parker, who ran the cafe in Silver Plume, said that Keith was apprehensive and excited about turning 50. According to his son, Sven, he had felt like he was going to get old soon and he kind of wanted to enjoy the last years of his younger life without any regrets. He also wanted to do certain things in his life before he became too old to be able to do them, I'm guessing physically. Even when he told people at the cafe he was about to climb the mountain, they didn't believe him because he was so afraid of heights. And he didn't like climbing alone. They're like, yeah, okay, you're going to go climb the mountain. Yeah. No one even took him seriously. Even his friend Ted that owned the cafe. And when he left and went toward the mountain, he was wearing a flannel shirt, jeans, and tennis shoes. He had no jacket, no supplies, no snacks. And it's going to get dark. Yeah. First of all, I'd have a lot of snacks. In 30 years of operation, the Colorado Alpine Rescue Teams have found every single person they searched for, except this time. They never found Keith. Friends later found a newspaper next to his computer, and the headline was, Tom Young's Body Found. Still in the computer were these words, part of his unfinished novel, Guy Gypsum changed into some hiking boots, Donned a heavy flannel shirt, he understood Tom now and his motivation. What? Guy closed the door, then walked off toward the lush, shadowless Colorado forest above. Isn't that so... Ominous? Yeah. So some people thought this meant he was going to go take his life, like Tom, but his wife Carolyn did not believe that for a second. He had mixed feelings about turning 50, but he was super optimistic, upbeat. He always seemed to be in a good space mentally. Of course, people don't always know, but no one that knew him thought he was suicidal. Right. Some believe that neither Tom nor Keith died by suicide, but were victims of foul play. And there are a couple reasons for this. First of all, ballistics could never prove that the bullet that killed Tom came from his own gun. But at the same time, it was pretty corroded and a lot of time had passed. Secondly, they both rented the same space to run their shops. So maybe they came across some information that someone didn't want them to have. But I would have thought Keith would have written about that in the book or something. But there was no evidence of that. So that's what Tiffany, Keith's daughter, believes. She thinks he came across something he shouldn't have Uh and someone was out to get him. Sven doesn't believe they'll ever know the truth until Keith or his body is found. Some people believe Keith is still alive somewhere and that he planned his own disappearance. Keith's wife, Carolyn, did say that it was odd Keith didn't take either of his cameras with him. 
This was unusual because he liked to capture scenery and he normally had the cameras with him. The police thought he was having a midlife crisis because the shop wasn't doing well, which would mean he'd have to return to life in Chicago. But his life in Chicago wasn't bad. I was going to say he wouldn't have like just he wasn't killed himself. No, he was fine financially. He was married. They, by all accounts, had a happy marriage. He had his kids. Yeah. I don't know. So Carolyn does not believe he would just leave his family. Uh-uh. A few of his friends said recently he talked about wanting to visit West Virginia, which is pretty random since it's on the other side of the country, but maybe he just had never been there before. I don't know. The night before he went missing, he attended a party where he spent a lot of time talking to a woman named either Greta or Gretchen, who was from dinner, and no one knew who this woman was. Police thought she might have information on where he went, but they were never able to locate her for questioning. A documentary is currently being made called Dark Side of the Mountain, and it's all about these two cases. It's in post-production now. I'll link up the site, but it also has a Facebook page. The team still goes on searches looking for Keith and clues on the mountain, and they can't find anything. That's crazy. It's so weird. It's like two guys, same shop, both go on this mountain, go missing. We know what happened. To, well, we don't know what happened. He's dead, but I don't know. It's just crazy to me that people can just vanish off the I face know. of the earth. That's that's crazy. And I know it's a big mountain. And, you, and another possibility is he could have gotten into an accident, you know, fell somewhere. Yeah. But you think they'd find his body. So many searches over the years and nothing. Not a bone, not a shirt. I was going to say not a shoe, not a... Nothing. Yeah, that's odd. I don't know. I really have no... If I disappear on a mountain, don't give up. (laughs) Same. (laughs) Just keep looking. I don't think he just would have disappeared. And also, wouldn't he have wanted to uh, publish his novel. He probably, if you put that much work into I your mean, novel, I don't know. I mean, he basically, it sounds like had an ending. Yeah. I'd get that published. I mean, maybe he's like, this sucks. It's not very good. A lot of writers don't think their stuff's good. Yeah. I don't know. Just one of those cases that irritates me. And also that Tom's dog was shot irritates me. Maybe they thought it was like a mercy killing that, so they weren't like abandoning it. Abandoning maybe. it. He was single. I mean, he had a 75-year-old mom in California, but I'm like, damn, this poor dog. Like, yeah. at least see the dog's life through. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> you're, too, you're too pregnant. I, you're too emotional. I, I can't handle the dog. No. It's like, guys. Lord. I don't know. I hate a just disappearance. And I wanted to find out about whoever owned the property they rented from. Didn't find anything. I mean, this happened in the 80s. You know how it goes. There's not just a uh, Airbnb site I can <laughs> look up for it, but I don't know. Oh, speaking of Airbnb, oh crap! I meant to get. I got to give you an Do update. Have an ad? I'm just joking. No. Oh, the the lady yeah. who was squatting or whatever basically is, is out. Right? She's out. Yeah, I found a quick article. Yeah, so, tell us. Oh God, how do you pronounce her name? Elizabeth Hirschhorn. Sure. She was the one who was running the guest house. Man, she had it for more than two years. Uh That's crazy. She finally moved out Friday. 
Jeez. So really all it says is after she moved out on Friday, the guy changed the locks and hopes she won't return. I would think she couldn't return. So I wonder know, how the... Since she left. She was seen moving boxes out of the house. The fact that you need boxes to move your things after being... <sighs> just, it's after staying in an Airbnb. Two years. I don't know. Ooh, it was left smelly and infested with flies. Gross. She did that on purpose. Ew. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So three male friends helped her move out. His attorney was at the house being interviewed about her refusal to leave unless he paid them out. So really, it sounds like he didn't even really know. He called the police as a home invasion because three men were was entering the property. Right. You know? And they arrived at the mansion and saw her move and she was out. He got back in it. And it was infested with flies, smelly, and dirty. And that's all we know. That's all we know. She just left. Well, at least she left. She just, yeah. Man. That's Two weird. years. That is so weird. Mm-mm. Well, let's get to my case. Let's do. Let's take a quick break first. Okay. Okay, what do you got? Mine's a little short, and it's very recent, so there's not a ton of information out just yet. So 43-year-old Angela Craig was born April 15, 1979, and was the youngest of 10 children. Wow. She was born in Dodge City, Kansas, and married James Craig in 1999. They moved to Denver and had six children, Hmm. five girls, one boy. All between the ages of 8 and 20. Wow. And she loved her kids fiercely, like most mothers. She was a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Oh, I was about to ask if she was Catholic. No. Nope. But that, that holds up. Yep. So she was very active in the church. Mm-hmm. She was the choir director, youth organization leader, and a teacher. She worked as a family history consultant, too. So all the ancestry stuff. Fun. So Angela made sure to always show up for those that she loved. If it was a wedding, a shower, a birthday party, funeral, you name it, she would be there for her friends, Mm -hmm. those that she loved. So James was born in 1978, and his friends called him Jim. I'm going to call him James. Classic. (laughs) Right. He's smart, generous, charming, and fearless, according to his friends. Hmm. He attended Brigham Young University. I've heard of it. And graduated dental school at the University of Missouri. Hmm. So this family was super active and outdoorsy, fishing, camping, rock climbing, all the Colorado outdoorsy shit. He also was very involved in their church He was a dentist and previously a professor at the University of Missouri's dental school. So word on the street was that he would sometimes push his patients to have procedures that they didn't need. Ugh, no. I feel a lot like, of dentists do I was going to say, I feel like that's every dentist I've ever been to. Except the one I go to, for Except real. Except for Lacey's. He's a good, I finally found a good dentist. So his dental practice was struggling financially, and it had been for years after he took it over, mm-hmm. he had filed for bankruptcy due to being almost $2 million in debt. What? Because here's the thing. What's he spending that money here's on? Here's the thing about James. He was allegedly addicted to porn 
Oh, God. I and had a gambling part, a problem. Oh, so, porn and gambling. Porn and gambling. Oh. And several affairs. Okay. Wow. He had taken out several mortgages on their home and had several insurance policies on his wife. Oh, boy. Being a dentist and being that much in debt is so wild to me. James sold the practice to a friend in 2002 that he had known since dental school. In 2018, James drugged his wife. He said he did it because he wanted to commit suicide and didn't want her to stop him. Uh, They'd been talking about divorce, but their financial situation was a shit show and she just couldn't leave with all the kids. So trouble in paradise. But I mean, he and he admits nothing. to drugging her drink and her when she comes out of it or whatever. He's like, yes, I drugged you. What? Yeah. Fast forward. Years later. Years and they're still married? This was this was in 2018. Yes. So, years later, James is having another affair. A girl he met at a Las Vegas dental convention in 2023 by the name of Karen. They would text, send naughty pics. All this is found on his phone. And Karen is very aware that he is married and has six children. She doesn't give a fuck. Does she know also he's... Broke. <laughs> Probably not. Probably it. not. Because he's paying for her flights. She's from like Austin. Oh my gosh. So he's still Texas. living yeah. life high on the hog, yep. as we'd say down here. Yep. And he's flying his mistress in to see him. So he sold his practice though. Where's but he still worked there. Oh, I he gotcha. just He's okay. not in charge of anything anymore. Probably good. So on October 27th, James orders arsenic from Amazon. Wait, oh, well, yeah, okay. For $13. Yeah, you can, I forgot. Apparently, if you are a medical person, you have access to this, but, like, we can't order it. Well, I mean, that has been used to kill rodents, right? So, Well, it's used to do a lot of stuff. Like, you can use it to, like, tan animal hide and stuff. Oh, I didn't know that. So, on March the 1st, Angela goes out of town to visit her sister, March the 4th, the arsenic is delivered to the house. And on March the 5th, Angela comes home. So she starts to feel very sick after she drank a protein shake that her husband made her. This is the evening of March the 6th. So she's feeling bad. He made her a drink, a protein shake. Here we go. Don't fix me shit ever. I'm not. No, no. So, those of you that are not familiar with arsenic, it is odorless and it has no taste. I didn't know that. It is extremely toxic. And some of the symptoms of arsenic poisoning are nausea, vomiting, headache, diarrhea, and stomach pain. Also, if you ingest a large sum, you can have trouble breathing, have seizures, abnormal heartbeat, blindness, and paralysis. I don't want to be poisoned. It's very painful, and yeah. it's a very slow way to die. And everyone that does it to someone gets freaking caught every time. So on March the 6th, that that evening, Angela texts her husband and says, I feel drugged. <clears throat> he allegedly responded, given our history, I know this must be triggering. Just for the record, I didn't drug you. I am super worried, though. You do look pale. And you looked like 
This wasn't a text? This isn't a text, yes. You look really pale before I left, like even your lips. This is all in text messages. Why didn't you say anything before you left the house? Right. You weren't worried about me? So Angela goes to the hospital that evening because she feels like total shit and she is released and sent home. They can't. Are I mean, you serious? They're like, we don't know what's going on. Maybe you have a stomach bug? Because, I mean, it's like oh, no. literally you're vomiting, you have diarrhea, you have stomach I mean, cramps. It, looks it sounds like, like GI stuff. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. So March the 8th through the 10th, Karen flies into town from Texas. Oh, no. Yeah, so she's here She's here those few days. On March the 9th, Angela goes back to the hospital after she cannot keep her vomiting under her. She's just throwing up. So she's been sick since the 6th. Okay. Yes. Man. So this is now the 9th. She can't stop throwing up. They admit her to the University of Colorado Medical Campus, and they cannot figure out what in the world's going mm-hmm. on with her. Same day, James orders... Potassium cyanide. He said from Amazon. He said he no. This was from a drug manufacturer place. He says he needs it for dental procedures. He told his assistant he was expecting a package. Don't open it and don't open. He rushed it like overnighted it. It didn't come in until the thirteenth. Another dental assistant finds this package and she opens it and. She's like, finds his assistant. Is like, I don't know what the hell he got this for, so I'm going to give it to you. This assistant's name is Courtney, his his personal yeah. assistant. She knows exactly what it is. It literally looks like cartoon poison, skull and crossbones. Like, oh. it's cyanide. So it is not used in a dental procedure. I mean, there are some things it can be used for, just like arsenic, yeah. but you don't order it like that. No. Like, in the... So she gives it to James' assistant, Courtney. Courtney gives it to James, and she didn't tell him she'd opened it. She didn't tell him she knew what was in there, Mm -hmm. but she Googles symptoms of cyanide poisoning, (gasps) and it was very similar to what his wife was experiencing and her being in the hospital for it. So she contacts James's friend who had bought the practice from. Oh, I love this Courtney girl. So he says, you know, I'm pretty suspicious about all of this too. Holy crap. He goes to the hospital and tells one of the nurses what his thoughts are and that Angela may be experiencing cyanide poisoning. The nurse contacts the police and they start looking into James and an armed guard is placed outside Angela's hospital room. On March the 14th, Angela gets to go home, but with oxygen. Oh, gosh. But the next day, she's brought back to the emergency room because she had a severe seizure. Keep her there. Good Lord. She is put on life support. Oh, my God. She has no brain activity, and she never regains consciousness. On March the 16th, search warrants are issued for the house, the dental office, and a family friend's house for some reason. Computers, wallets, tablets are taken, protein powder containers, Ziploc baggies containing white powder, shaker cups, a water bottle, and a computer from the dental clinic. James's assistant found James in an exam room in previous days on the computer, which was weird because he has his own office. It would later come out that he was Googling 
Top five undetectable poisons in humans that show no foul play. Why do they always Google things? I just cannot. Deadliest plants. How to make poison. How many grams of arsenic can kill a person? And is arsenic undetectable by an autopsy? And then he purchased oleander. Oh my God. So Karen comes into town the same day on March the 16th. And and it just kind of, it's looking to me like he made his wife sick so he could hang out with his Mm -hmm. mistress. So on March the 18th, Angela is taken off life support. James refused an autopsy and argued that this must be a genetic thing. And that if you couldn't figure out what the fuck is going on with her while she was alive, then you're not going to be able to figure out what it was when she died. Red flag if you refuse autopsy. I'm sorry. They did an autopsy. Angela had high levels of two chemicals, tetrahydrolazine and cyanide in her body, more than 400 times the amount of the tetrahydrolazine that's like a therapeutic dose. So this chemical is found in visine. This so it was more than just in her one protein right. shake. He had been doing it. Ugh. So that chemical is what is in Vizine, like eye drops. It's, I've heard of that. That yeah. is the chemical that gets the red out. That's what it does. Well, I've also heard people use that. To, I've heard of an accident where someone tries to make someone sick. And you like put it in diarrhea, like, yeah. But then the person died from it. Yes. Yeah, you yeah. can die from Do not put Vizine Don't put Vizine in, in somebody's drink no. to give them diarrhea. Oh Don't do that. So her sister, Angela's sister, is interviewed on March the 17th, and she said that Angela and James's relationship had always been strained. He's had multiple affairs. He had a porn addiction, and he had drugged Angela before to the point where she was unconscious. She also said that Angela had tried to leave several times, but James begged her to come back every single time. Ugh. James was arrested and charged with his wife's murder, a charge of first-degree murder, and tampering with physical evidence was later added on, and he pled not guilty on October the 10th, and now we are waiting for his trial. Yeah, it just happened. So, like, this year, last month. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, we'll have to wait and watch and see, whoops, where this goes. It's a crazy case. Stop poisoning people. I get so pissed off about poisoning things because... They always end up dying. It will easily kill you. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, they're always caught because talk screens, autopsies, and they're always Googling it. It's not the 1800s. We're going to find out. That's exactly what I think. I'm like, that's the stuff they got away with in the olden days. Yeah. You cannot just poison people. No. What are you thinking? No, you can't do that. Googling a hundred things at work. Because you don't, you want to be with your lover? Are oh you kidding God. me? I just cannot with people. Just go. Go be with Leave. them. Like, if I ever get married again, <laughs> just leave me. Just- <laughs> don't kill me. Like, don't take me out. Oh, don't take me away from Max because you want to go run off with some yeah. girl named Karen from Texas. I know why it happens because, like, I tell Samuel. I will kill you first. I will take you for everything you have. <laughs> I will not take you for everything you He's have. Like, man, she'll be a pain in the ass. Future, no, I'm just joking. Future husband of mine, if you're out there, I will not. I don't want anything from you. Just don't kill me and take me away from my child. Oh my god, it's just sad. It is. It poisoners piss me off. 
Yeah. It's truly 1800 stuff. Like, just, no, it's not going to happen. You're going to go to jail. I don't make me think you're being all sweet and bringing me a drink. Just don't make my shit. I told y'all. Don't bring don't bring me anything. Don't bring me a plate. Mm-mm. Very suspicious. Don't do it. Yeah, I would be suspicious. Because Samuel doesn't make me shakes. Or <laughs> he drinks one every day. I could drink a milkshake right now, for real. I could always drink a milkshake. Man, you, that story is. Have you had a milkshake from um, Burger King? Never. I had one a couple months ago because our friend Tim told me to get one. He's like, have you ever had one? I didn't even know they did milkshakes. It's my favorite milkshake ever now. It like, is so fucking good. What makes, like what flavor? I don't know. Just chocolate. Really? And it's, it's just so like good. A, an amazing milkshake. It's like thick, but not too thick. Just like I like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I went by there the other day for the first time in, in ages because they have like snack wrap things. Oh, I didn't know that. And they're good. I recommend. Yay. Hmm. I'm tired. Me I'm still too. staying out all the time, hanging out, wink, wink. So I'm still at home trying to sleep and I'm still tired. <laughs> oh, Lord, I haven't watched anything. I did uh, see the tree lighting downtown last night and that was kind of neat. I thought about going, but I'm glad they have a real tree this year. Yes. I didn't. Why? Well, do they still have the fake metal one? No. I like a real tree. I mean, there was I don't train have a real rides, tree. Yeah. Cocoa and cookies. And I drank cocoa at home. Fake snow. And I bought one of those um, cocoa bombs or whatever they're called yeah. from Trader Joe's. I've never had one. Like, where it's I've got chocolate. Them from, I've got them from Axe. They're so good. But, and I'm not trying to diet or calorie count right now, but I looked on the back and that sucker, 500 calories. Like, I mean, 480. I'm like, Holy crap, that's a Big Mac. For real. I could have eaten a Big Mac for the same. But then you'd want fries and a shake. You're right. You're right. I want that right now, actually. So we're going on a maternity break. Just lazy. You're part of this. (laughs) Part of it. (laughs) This break. So we're not exactly sure how long we're going to be gone because I don't know when I'm going to go into labor. But it's sometime this month. It will. He will officially be a Sagittarius as of today, <gasps> if he's born today onward. Come on, fire signs. So I'm going to have a little fire sign on my hands. But we'll still be coming out with a Patreon episode. Yes. This month we're doing sibling killers. Is it siblings or twins? Ew. I, Surprise me. I'm doing twins. Okay. I've picked some twins. But I'll see. You can do siblings if you I'll want. I'll see what I can come up with. And if you want to listen to our backlog of monthly episodes, you can join us at patreon.com slash United States of Murder. And I'm going to try to get caught up on all the stickers and stuff. While you're nesting and waiting. While I'm not having a baby. Unless it's like tomorrow, then y'all are screwed. No, I'm just joking. You'll get it. He's not going to come tomorrow. He's not coming tomorrow. But we have more states to cover this season. We're only like halfway done. So we'll be back. Are we only halfway done? I feel like we're further. We're further. We're like 30 something. So I don't know. So if you have case suggestions or wacky Wednesday stories, please email them to us. United States of Murder at gmail.com. We haven't had really many wacky stories since our reincarnation. I know. Episode. Everyone loved that. Send us more of your send reincarnation us, send us stories. Some stuff. We don't care. What are the states we'll be covering when we get back? So, 
the people from these states can be like, I know a case. Let me pull out my handy dandy. Um, I was doing a good job of marking them off. And we're coming. We're coming back with Alabama. Alabama. And oh, then, okay. and then Michigan. Alabama, Michigan, and that's all. I have. <laughs> that's all we know for <laughs> sure. We know so Send us far. your ideas for Alabama and Michigan. Alabama and Michigan. Maybe in my free time. You can get a jump start. I'll get a jump start. I you already can't sleep. You might as well be doing research. <sighs> That's how I feel. I'm like, why don't I just get up out of bed? But I don't want to. Mm-mm. I don't know. Enjoy it. It's complicated. And you're going home. Well, we record this. We t- t- in real time. <laughs> it's the 22nd. Tomorrow the is Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yes, and you're going home. I'm going up to see my family mm-hmm. tomorrow. Three hour drive. I'm officially 37 weeks pregnant. You're staying the entire weekend? We're leaving, I think, Saturday. Uh-huh. So I'm like, I don't think I'm going to go into labor, but I really hope I don't go into labor. Are you staying with your mom? Yeah. Yeah, staying Both with my nights? mom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yay. Coming back and then... And are you bringing more baby stuff home with you? Yes. <laughs> so we couldn't fit all the shower stuff. Uh-huh. We got so many diapers. So we have a bunch of, uh, like, twos and threes to fit in, have another baby gate, a swing or something. Yeah. You'll want all that. You'll feel better once you have it all here. Oh, for sure. And I've been trying to figure out the car seat. I'm not going to lie. I don't know how to do this. It's... I'm going to have to call the fire department. You will... They will make you show them how to do it or you will not leave the hospital with this baby. Well, I'm gonna ha- I've been looking on YouTube. I have a little stuffed panda bear stuffed panda bear in there to try to figure out the uh, straps. Is it in your car? It's in the guest room. I'll have to look at it. It's. I haven't even put the base in yet. It's just the straps. I can't figure oh, out the straps. Oh, my Lord. This poor child. I'm like, I can't do this. It'll come to you. Oh, my God. I'll, I'll take a look-see. I haven't had a baby, though, in 10 years. <laughs> so... Gosh, it's probably so changed a lot since then. Because I wanted the kind where you can just boop, pop them out, you know, and I'm like, this is not easy. I don't know. <laughs> Allegedly, you can call the fire department and they'll install it for free. But I don't want to do I that. I don't recommend you call the fire department for that. <laughs> You're like, unless I'm here. Unless I'm here <laughs> also. Which engine are you calling? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to do that. I have plenty of people that can help me. I'm just like, man, this is hard. I'll help you. We can do it. <sighs> Gosh. And then I have to figure out the baby monitor. Is there much to figure out? What do you, what's wrong on? with it? Yeah. I just don't know how to use one. Just turn it on and put it up. But let me tell you, when Max got bigger. Where do you put it? Just Put like it to a- where it's facing the bed. How do you do that without it just falling down? Well, you've got to put – I'll show you. I'll, I can put it up for you. <laughs> we would put it up. It was on – so where Max's bed was, there was like a bookshelf and like a changing table. It was all up against one wall. Uh-huh. When Max got bigger, he would stand up in his bed and look at oh. it and talk. And oh, that's cute. No, it wasn't. It was, it was like – I mean, it's cute now, but back then when he's like, Mama, Mama, come get me. I'm like, okay. I know you're watching me. Yeah, you're big enough. But we would put a baby gate in front of his um, bedroom door mm-hmm. and because he was downstairs and we were upstairs. And he would go to that gate and yell for oh, us. Oh, my gosh. Mama, Daddy. Oh, no. Mom! I mean, like, he was a toddler, but he talked like he was grown. He's always been very mature. Yeah. But He'll do what Rody does and just start eating one of my yeah. high heels. Yeah. And force me to come. 
you'll figure out all these tricks as it comes. Oh, Every man. parent has them. <laughs> well, now everything's on a smartphone. Everything That's has true. a app. I'm like, I have too many apps downloaded, like 15 apps. I mean, the differences in technology just, just from Max to now mm-hmm. is crazy. It's too much, almost. It's a lot. I don't know, but... Well, you have fun with your family. Um, Yancy and I are going to watch a movie tomorrow. Are you seeing Thanksgiving? Yes. On Thanksgiving? We're seeing Thanksgiving on Thanksgiving. We go to the movies on Thanksgiving. That's a good so, idea. We've done it for the last several years. That's kind of our thing. We'll probably eat at Hooters because it's probably the only thing that's open. No, actually, there's a lot of stuff <laughs> Is there? open. I know the Capitol's open because we've eaten there before. Mm-hmm. But There's a thread on I found on Facebook of a local food blogger that... It's like, these are the places yep. for people who have no family to go to. Yep. There's a lot of stuff going <laughs> Nothing on. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that. I want to do a potluck one at Pizza D. I'll be looking up DoorDashes on Christmas. Why? Because I'm going to be home for the first time ever on Christmas. Girl. And I'm not going to be, I'm going to be postpartum. <laughs> I'm not cooking. And going to milk it all. Samuel's not cooking. No one's cooking. We'll be eating ramen. No. Ramen on Christmas. Anyways, that's it. Have a happy Thanksgiving. Have a happy Thanksgiving and Christmas and, Christmas. and New Year's yeah. and Valentine. No, we won't we be gone, won't that, gone long. that long. No. But seriously, email us your stories. And Lacey will have to post pics of baby O. I'll give an update on our social media once things start happening. Arrival. Yep. You'll have to let us know when you're in labor. I mean, I'll know. I'll better know anyways. <laughs> Someone was like, you should go live. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> with our headphones what on. What a social meet. What a, yeah, a current thing to do. Headphones and mic. Live labor. Like, Look at this son of a bitch. I'm behind this. I'm behind I'm gonna this. I'm cussing out all the nurses. You and- won't. It's just going to be you and Sam. Yeah. That's going to be sweet. And then a bunch of nurses and med students and do- <laughs> just all out in the open. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>